What's going on, you guys? This is Chance from So About Yesterday, and I have just landed back from Putacana. Yes, you've heard me right, Putacana. I am alive and well. I, I drank from the mini bar. Well, that's water to be specific. <laughs> I had everything I could put my hands on, and I am a happily married man. Yay! Uh, so it's good to be back, you guys. I hope you guys were behaving while I was gone. Uh, Sarah, how was your week going? Not too bad. It's a okay. good week. It's gotten a little hot here in Michigan. Oh, so um, it's hot in Michigan. Oof, yeah, my car said like 107 the other day. Damn, yeah. that's so, so And for those of you who don't know, uh, Tony is not with us right now. He's uh, at a tennis match. So he had an emergency <laughs> tennis match he had to attend. Emergency. Uh, so, emergency. Yeah. so I hope all is well with that. And then once again, we are graced with the amazing J.R., uh, how you doing, Jr? What's going how on, you? brother? How you doing? Same, same shit, different toilet. How how was yeah. your week going, my friend? Um, it's good, man. It's been chill. Um, I was I've been so nervous to listen to the last episode that we did. Really? Um, but I've been getting good feedback from it from quite a yeah. few individuals. So good. I feel happy about it. I was super nervous, but I feel good, man. I feel like all the positive feedback people have been giving me is it's really great and. I just been feeling really good. I yeah, just want to say mellow, just super mellow. No, that's good. I mean, everyone should be proud of themselves. Just the honesty and just, you know, just just being honest. You know, we we, we did something good that day, and I hope we do something good again uh, with this episode uh, where we talk about and explore fear. So, you know, I really wanted to hop into an episode to talk about fear simply because I went to one of the most feared countries to visit at the time right now because of all the things that were going on and i just kind of want to explore you know what the heck is you know what the heck is going on and what makes us afraid and just just kind of explore that idea for a moment um so let's see i went to putacana get married for seven days and while i was in putacana i drank at the mini bar but but i drank water from the mini bar so i stayed hydrated i drank alcohol open bottle uh, and so forth the people there were extremely nice they're very aware of what was going on and they kind of let me know and my bride know that the news was really hurting them and that a lot of i guess competing uh travel places when like when i guess when competitors like to compete they kind of like to say well man everyone's going to putacana so how can we jack up their numbers let's throw something in the news so you know they're just saying a majority of the incidents happened in the hard rock uh hotel number one number two as far as the incidents that's been going on one thing that i find that's extremely hilarious that's not hilarious but sad and crazy is that we're freaking out about eight people that got hurt in putacana and killed you know oh my god may they rest in peace i feel bad about that but 28 canadians died or something happened to them and nobody talks about the canadians but they were they were all over putacana they they had canadian bacon there i was watching channels in french so the, the canadians everyone i was like engaging with in putacana were from quebec or uh toronto or something i thought that was really random Interesting. Like, oh. so it was just like they don't allow fear to kind of like scare them because they understand no matter where you go people die and in, a, in addition to being in putacana 
went ahead and I went uh, boogie boogie driving. Like I went on an ATV Ooh. and I was able to explore some of the nice neighborhoods. I got to uh, see how their chocolate was made and how their coffee was made. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, I can't believe that I'm saying this, but I actually went cave diving. So they oh, had cave diving. Yep, they had this dope cave. I had like 15 minutes because it was like a little off-roading thing. But yeah, they had this beautiful cave. Um, and essentially it's like 25 foot deep and I was able to jump in that and I didn't think that I would ever jump in a cave but then again I never thought I'd get married that sounds um, way more dangerous than drinking at the mini bar in my person yeah. and man mind you everyone's just like oh my gosh you know make way but it, it was cool I, I realized that you know if you let fear control you because that's our theme then you can miss out on so many things and now I can look back on my life True. and say oh my gosh I jumped in a freaking cave that was 25 foot deep. That was very dark and hollow, but I did that. I overcame that fear. I was scared, but I was telling myself, when would I ever have another chance again in the world to do something like this? And also when we're in Putacana, yes, there were not that many people there, but that was also a blessing in disguise because we had the beach to ourselves. The buffet lines were short. We got quick customer <laughs> service. They wanted to make sure that you know we were treated like celebrities. Oh, and speaking of celebrities, they kept on calling me Big Poppy for some reason. And I'm not a sports guy, but they're like Big Poppy, Big Poppy. So I'm thinking B-I-G, Big Papa. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then I was told, no, actually, that's um, the Ortiz guy, uh, yeah. David Ortiz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. it up right now. <laughs> yeah, Big Bob. Yeah. yeah, so for but those I, of you, I, if, I, if I had had a suggest, I would say probably Biggie, but maybe I don't yeah. know. No, maybe that's sort of a Big Papa, but well, everyone's happy. I, I wish that was Big Big because unfortunately, for those of you who don't know, Big Poppy actually got shot in Futakana. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh crap! Like, I hope they don't think that you know Big Poppy just resurrected and he's just you know is hiding out in the country but it was it was cool it was great to see how beloved this baseball player is to his city and his country and make a long story short just wrapping it up yes i couldn't have not i could have chosen not to go but once again like i said in the previous episode i refuse to let fear control and rob my happiness and by the high heavens by god's grace i went it didn't rob my happiness it taught me because I, because I, I figured, shit, if I'm gonna die, then I might as well live every day like it's literally my last. Be in that nice. situation, I, um, I've learned how to kind of put things in perspective and say, you know what, it is what it is. I have no control over it, and I think that's kind of taught me how to bring down my anxiety of me kind of freaking out about little things that don't matter. Like if I've jumped in a cave, if I went to a country that people know told me not to go to. And I drank out of the mini. I did everything they told me not to do, and I did it. And I'm still alive. I'm still happy. And man, mind you, if it makes anyone feel better, yes, I tested my blood before I went, and I will be testing my blood next week, and I will let you know how that goes. It just comes to show you that, you know, you are the master of your destiny. And a lot of people who tell you otherwise are saying that simply because, you know, they're, they're either afraid of themselves or maybe they're jealous or something like that. But, you know, I know dang well. From being a human being, you know, you know, we kind of have this unwritten rule of, you know, looking out for each other. You know, when September 11th happened, as shitty of an event that was, the amount of crime went down significantly. And we just realized, oh, man, well, human lives are important and we do need to be more mindful of how we treat 
one another and so forth but i'm i'm just talking but i I just want to you know give you guys the floor so you know with all that craziness said uh what are you guys afraid of exactly what what scares you the most oh um things you want to go first ladies first okay um well i would say what scares me the most is probably bees like bumblebees (laughs) I, that's it's so stupid. Um, no, it's not. You like, seen my girl? Mm-mm. Where Macaulay Culkin gets killed by a bumblebee? Oh, I thought you meant like Jasmine. Have no, you yeah. seen my girl? Yeah, oh, my, yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. my girl. My yeah. girl was like sitting on the couch. I was uh, like, does she hate bees too? <laughs> I'm an idiot. But uh, no, yeah, that that movie. Oh, the worst. Macaulay Culkin gets owned by those bumblebees. Mm-hmm. But I got I got stung on the eyelid once. Whoa! What? Yeah, so I hate them so much. Um, I was working at a Boy Scout camp. <laughs> what? It's already funny at the beginning of the story. Um, and we were out like in the woods, and one of my friends had kicked a log just randomly, and all of a sudden, this I guess there was a bee's nest in there. All these bees started swarming, so I ran like Forrest Gump. I just like ran out of there. Just kept running. Just kept running. Like when he's running out of uh, Vietnam and I just kept going until I didn't see anyone anymore. What? (laughs) And I would, I went all the way up to like this parking lot, which is about hmm, a fair, like a football field away. And I turned around. I'm like, oh great. I'm away from all the bees. Where's everyone else? So I like turn and it lands right on my eye. As I turn around and it stings me. Oh my God. Just one of them. One of them found me, landed right in my eye. And everyone else got kind of stung like on the arms or legs, but I evaded all of the bees except one followed me and landed right in my eye. So you're telling me that you worked at a boy's. Is that what you got out of all that? Yes, I did. I was wow. a lifeguard. Yeah. Interesting story, but the Boy Scout thing, that's, 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 uh, you must be so scared, you know, working well, in that you badges while you were there? Like, I know you were a lifeguard. No, well, I didn't, um, I didn't earn badges, but I, like, I took some of the courses because as a, as a, uh, girl or woman, you couldn't. They had they have like different sections. If they, they well now everyone's I guess included, but they had uh, Venture Scouts and then Boy Scouts. Wow. Um, and Cub Scouts. Uh-huh. Adventure Scouts was like girls and guys, but Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts was just for men. Um, and the Boy Scouts originally made to recruit people to the military. I mean, a lot of people still go to the military. Like I would say four out of the eight people that I was super close to did end up joining the military from huh because this is so random I'm sorry to interrupt you but speaking of military I found this out a while ago Mm -hmm. Um, in China it's mandatory to sign up uh, for the military uh, to to be um, eligible to be enlisted uh, when war happens and I found out that if someone uh, goes to the Olympics and wins a gold medal, they won't have to be enlisted. Like so, really? if you yeah, so if you win a gold medal for the country in the Olympics, you will not be summoned to go to war. So I thought that was funny, and that's a hell of a motivator to go ahead and uh, run that 100 meter as fast as you can. Yeah, it depends on what type of war is going on too, 
because uh, I one day I just got really bored and I looked at that up online about yeah. the uh, draft. Yeah. And college students or um, husbands, like with families, are uh, normally set aside until you know they really have to get a lot of people so the very beginning of the oh. vietnam war um kennedy decided that like students anyone that was in college right. as well as men that were married or had children um would be deferred uh further back on the draft list oh and then, uh, at a certain point so then kennedy died um, Lyndon Johnson and Nixon came along and uh, more people started dying. They needed more draft members and then they opened up the draft scale. Kind of happened the same way in the Civil War mm-hmm. uh, where they just, uh, well, maybe more so World War II, but a lot more people actually just signed up in World War II. So it, it always depends upon the war itself into who they're actually gonna say that needs to go and the age restrictions can range too. Well, yeah. if you guys are wondering why the hell Sarah knows so much about <laughs> history, she's actually a history buff and she actually has her own show called Sipping yeah. Liberty, which is freaking amazing. You get to kind of learn so many like raunchy and fun and cool things about like our presidents and and yeah. their kind of sex appades. It's it's very cool. You guys should definitely check it out. We'll leave a link in the description below. We um, should do one of the draft next. <laughs> yes, that's funny. Look at look at that. Look I just came off my head. I normally research stuff. You like guys that. fill me up with like a whole bunch of facts that I never know about. Like <laughs> I'm like, where is this coming from? I don't know none of this shit. I'm like my girl. Well, I was going to say, tailoring it back, yes, I hate, I literally hate bees. Uh, it's kind of like, you know how mosquitoes sting some people, like, more often than others? Nah. Yeah, like, some people joke, they're like, oh, is this because my blood is so sweet? But sometimes it's, <laughs> sometimes it's because of the type of blood that you have, I think, that mm. mosquitoes will like it differently. Um, but I feel like that's how bees are with me. Like in college, I had a bee. I found a bee in my pants. Dang. Stung me. It was in my skinny jeans. And I shook my pants out because I'm like, my knee hurts. And then I was out of it. Um, Yeah, I've had bees in my car. Like it's just, they find me. They are. uh, That's what I'm saying. They're everywhere. Um, And uh, maybe that's why I don't like needles either because they're pointy and they hurt. Mm. That's the. This makes sense. And I, I would say the only other thing I'm really afraid of is like hospitals. Okay. Because people die in there. You know, I think, well, I just don't like death or like the <clears throat> smell of the, death. you know, death. Um, but I think it's mainly because I don't know how to get out. It's not, I'm not claustrophobic in any way. But you know how hospitals are normally super big? Yes. And then, like, if you don't, what if I don't know how to get out? Like, what if there is blood or a needle or a dead person or I don't know, Facts. like something I don't like? And then it just reminds me, like, of a saw scenario where I can't, like, mm. find my way out of the maze. So I just, I don't prefer it. I can be in a hospital for about a good half an hour and then I just start crying for no Dang, reason. homie. Well, I guess to piggyback off of what you're saying, I know exactly how that feels because I got lost in an Ikea for like four hours. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll just go back to the mattress section and go home. And I went back and I'm like, this is never ending. And I almost broke down in tears and crying and I got super scared oh, and caught no. up in the wall. 
and people thought I was high on drugs, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. And speaking of Saw, um, sh- shout out to Chris Rock who purchased the rights to Saw, and he's actually going to be remaking uh, the new what Saw franchise. Yep. I know it's crazy. You guys could check that uh, more details about that out on our uh, previous episode. I think it's uh, so about that watermelon. But yes, uh, Chris um, Rock has signed on, has bought the rights to Saw. He will be remaking it, and the original creators of Saw co-sign on what Chris Rock is doing. And little known fact about Saw: Saw was originally a 16-minute movie that then later got you know purchased by the Blumhouse production and. You know, got expanded. But anyway. Now, if Jordan Peele is any part of that, I will absolutely see it. I think it's fun. I think that it's refreshing because guess what? Let's go into fear again. You know, he's a comedian. But for Chris Rock to get out of his zone of being a comedian and going into something as scary as like um, Mm -hmm. Saw. Because Saw is like, it's, it's a... It's a very interesting movie, but guess what? Uh, Jordan, Jordan Peele, he went from comedy and did horror. So it, it comes to show you that people stepping out of their zone and getting out of fear. Look at look at me and my segues. See what happens when you get married? Your segues start to make sense. No, um, he he went out of his zone, and um, Chris Rock went out of his zone. I think that's what Adam Sandler needs to do. Even though he had all these, this is going in. I'm going off topic, but you know how Adam Sandler when he did Pixel, that was like the last big movie he did in theaters. Then he did a six movie know, contract with about. Netflix. I'm so sorry, Adam Sandler. <laughs> uh, what Pixel movie? Pixel. Pixel. It's the movie with Adam Sandler where he brings video game characters to life oh. and stuff and then tries to save the world and so yeah, forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's how bad it was that you don't remember it. No. Um, but no, but part two to that, did they not? Oh no, that was just one. Yeah, are you thinking of the one with um, no, 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 no. <laughs> he's talking about. I know he's He had the creator Pac Man in there, but let, let me say this when he uh, did some Netflix movies, such as Cobbler or Punch Drunk Love, his non serious movies were amazing. But when he went into comedy, which is what he was known for ever since SNL, they started to kind of decline. So I think with Chris Rock going away from the genre of, you know, whatchamacallit, of, of comedy and going towards horror, I think that's amazing. And I also think with Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy is a hell of a musician. He's an amazing musician. He has so much music. When you go, he has like one of the most expensive studios like in the world and stuff. And when he has guests over, he'll have jam sessions. But since people don't take him seriously as a musician it's right. sad but anyway I think my Liam, favorite is song though he came out with a good song my girl likes to party all the time love yes. that song and he has a whole bunch of gems that we won't hear because people are afraid of change but he's not and he wants to you know be a musician but anyway anyway we're going soft topic we can talk about these subjects later um, but yeah saw Hospitals, you're afraid of hospitals. Look at me segueing back, man. Bring it on, it. Yeah, we're gonna roll it back to. Yes, bring it back. Just, just, just back it up. So, so. My, my fear. Ooh. Pause. And you started Open talking about hospitals. I thought about like like I was a kid and I went to church. Okay. Ooh. It was scary to me. I went to, uh, I believe it was a Christian church. Nothing against them or anything like that, but 
I thought I was going out to hang out with my friend. Mm. And I went over to his house and then they took us to a church. And I'm telling you, like, I, I was expecting to play games and everything, but they took us there. His parents took us there and they just started feeding me all this information like, hey, you wasn't baptized at a church and this and that. And like, you can die at any moment. Like, this mm-hmm. fear of oh. death on me. I'm a kid. A Catholic? And, no, it was a Christian church. It was a, okay. You know, when they do a whole singing and everything like that. Oh, dang. It was, oh Jesus. It was, yeah, it was scary. Like, to me, I was like, I felt like I was never going to leave there. Because we went there in the morning and I didn't get out of there for like a few hours. Like, they were there all day. Like, it was scary to me. Like... They kept on putting on me, like talking about death, and like I think that's what's more scary to me is like getting old, yeah, and death and stuff. But like that whole church vibe and everything, the way they were explaining to me, I think that was the scariest thing to me. Like I, I started crying. I was a kid. Yeah. I'd never see my mom's again. I thought I was like literally locked in wow. that church, and they were singing. It was like great things to them, but like the the way they were like telling mm-hmm. me things. I was like, oh my God, I can die at any moment. Like, I'm not going to be saved. And like, I'm going well, like, to just burn forever. I was like, what the? What? I grew up Catholic. And then I went <clears throat> to a friend's church. She was Baptist. And everyone was talking to each other. And that scared the shit out of me. Because I'm like, yeah, can we just like listen to the guy talk and then sing and then kneel and then leave <laughs> because everyone does the same thing they're like well did you know about hell and how you need to like let jesus into your heart and then like we're gonna shake and let me know about your life and i'm like can i just sit here quietly or is that not an option here no man it, well, it wasn't they wanted to talk a lot <laughs> it was scary uh, another fear Another fear for me, I would say, segueing with death and everything, I would say getting old is mm. scary for me. Like when people start talking about getting old, I, I feel mm. like I didn't accomplish enough. Or and here I am going deep again. I didn't want to go deep, but mm. yeah, I would say not being able to say that I I was a success in my life. Like I didn't do enough. Like that's what scared me. Like every day, I'm like, you know, at any moment it can end. But did I really do everything I wanted to do? Was I like something that I'm gonna be remembered for? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I keep but, telling myself that uh, Oprah didn't get her TV show till she's 42, so right. that just keeps going. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer anything you want creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere spotify apple podcast google's podcast your mom's podcast you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership just hustling all over the place download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started Yeah, I love that. All right, yeah. 42. I think I could live up to that. Yeah, right? Like, 
it, whatever. Twelve-year-old Sarah thought she was gonna have way more things accomplished by now, but you know what? Oprah took a little bit more time, and I'm just gonna be well seasoned, so that's fine. <clears throat> well, speaking of, uh, well, <laughs> oh, that that makes sense. Like that. Like <laughs> no, I love Oprah. Oprah is oh, Oprah rich. Yeah, she is. When you created your own kind of echelon, <laughs> your own name for like being rich, Oprah has her own religion. Oh yeah. That's actually a real thing. Really? Yes. I thought I know Kanye does. No, 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 no. She didn't even start. <laughs> it. It. Yeah. Weird. This church looks like it's, it's lit, though. Really? Like going in. I think it was just a way for him to sell sell those shitty T-shirts. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. You bought it from Goodwill, but it cost four hundred dollars. Great. That's hilarious. But no. Um. Let's see. So when it comes to just fear i mean we just don't wake up one morning and like become afraid of stuff you know normally it's our upbringing and things that we experience that create these you know ideas of fear you know like heuristics you know like associate heuristics you know where we associate things by well go ahead sarah you can explain a lot better than i can cuz i just oh. yeah um well heuristics it's essentially like a mental shortcut. Like we come up with uh, these shortcuts in our mind to make our lives easier. So it's almost like you think uh, like a stereotype. If That's you exactly what it is. Yeah, you could see it as if we're talking um, sociology, we think up stereotypes of this thing is one way. So my brain immediately is going to see it as that because that's the easiest thing for me to associate to. Or like in uh, business and marketing, um, let's say it's like two for one at McDonald's, but it actually costs you less to pay. So um, like value meals is a good example. So let's say I get a value meal, I get a drink, French fries and a sandwich, and it's like 10 bucks. Just that's overshooting it, but it's $10. If I then do the math of each individual thing, sometimes it actually comes out to be less money Mm. than what the value meal, quote unquote, is. So we will make things more simplistic in our minds and be more apt to buy them or more apt to believe them um, because we want to find the easiest out to understanding. Um, So we make guesses or use our common sense uh, to pick something quickly so that we don't really have to process too much information all at once. That was like really beautifully said. Thank that you. I wrote a paper on it. Look at that. See, <laughs> man, stuff you finally get to use in real life. But I know. No. It's exciting when you <laughs> spend money like to learn something and you're like, right. oh my God, I know oh. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, a great book that really explores this idea is Thinking Fast and Slow. And also goes in a deeper, I guess, ideas and, and, and deeper research into system one, system two ways of thinking, how our system one, like Sarah was saying, is our shortcut brain and system two is our deep thought brain. Uh, but going back to what you guys were saying, as far as being afraid of hospitals, and mm. I, I think that the underlying thing was death, you know, the idea of dying and, and you know, just legacy and so forth and associating those fears with those inanimate objects and so forth. And I find it crazy, not crazy, but I find it interesting that um, 
new like shows that are coming out like what's that new black american horror story how it talks it's an amazing uh, anthology that explores some of the most amazing um, psychological fillers you will ever see but it's funny because you only see the biggest what antagonist the 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 the, 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 no. the, the person the villain antagonist yeah the the biggest antagonist is not a monster the biggest and the scariest thing in american horror story are individuals by the way they treat other people by the way they think so we are our biggest fear right so it is like scary emotionally right so you know black mirror right and just like man like and many times the monsters are the disenfranchised one and the ones that are just kind of like you know uh, it's off like for example x-men when x-men was created mm. the, you know the original inspiration from the x-men was it was actually the civil rights movement mm. so the x-men the monsters were actually the minorities and professor x was Mount was martin luther king and mount and magneto was malcolm x huh. and it was basically to teach what? the world no yep. It was to teach the world about tolerance and so forth. So if you were to go ahead and... (laughs) Not because I don't believe you. I'm just interested. Yeah, so it just kind of goes in the idea of like the real monster that these people create. And it's funny because when people watch these horror movies, all these big, you know, zeitgeist and so forth, essentially these are not sambos, but these are stereotypes. These are archetypes of what people say black people were back in the day that were aggressive and over sexualized and dangerous and mm-hmm. you know they'll they'll steal your woman and they'll they'll rape them and they'll kill your kids guess what king kong steals your woman and does other things similar that kind of you know looks similar to a person of color but we won't go that deep yet but essentially monsters the things that we've been told to be afraid of since we were little the media has told us you know, the boogeyman is is this bad or, you know, I think the only people that really humanized monsters is like maybe Disney with Monsters, Inc. But no, essentially, you know, using things such as X-Men, X-Men and with Disney kind of, you know, making monsters more tolerable. I think it just makes human beings more tolerable and it just kind of because, I mean, how, how can one be afraid of an inanimate of a non-real creature you know what i mean like like yes i mean visually they look scary but you know essentially yeah i don't know self-preservation look at uh look at jr he looks like he's getting his mind blown right now i'm reading this i'm like okay i'm saying these excellent words inspired by real life civil rights heroes Mm -hmm. holy crap welcome to so it's based off that shit too right Not, uh, Cap. I mean, not civil rights, but Captain America. You're basing it off of World War II propaganda, um, and you know, defeating the Nazis, coming up with a superhuman, uh, you know, soldier. Yep. Kind of what the Nazis wanted to do. Your friends listen to so about yesterday, Joe, where they can learn things like you're learning right now. Yeah. You guys should see his face. He looks so. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like reading all this. I'm like, oh, curious. Stick with me, kid. You'll be good. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So just when it comes to the idea of 
heuristics and when it comes to fear as children we're told to fear monsters but really these monsters are really stereotypes and heuristics of things society has told people to fear matter of fact i'll blow your mind even more jr jr do you know who actually invented the haunted house like a haunted house yeah who, who invented who created the haunted house what was someone in the south Something a little bit more specific, close, yes. Okay. The church. The church invented the haunted house because they wanted to scare kids into believing in demons and wanted them to go to church. Okay. So so I think it's hilarious that a few years later, now they're saying, oh, Halloween is like the devil's work, da da da. And that's another thing. I I go to a church. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the 80s was a little bit worse on that. Oh, yeah. Of, uh, uh, devil you know and demonistic um what was it called uh demonic uh, you know what I'm uh where everyone kind of went a little crazy about it uh, oh yeah the, the exorcist 19 well yeah there were so many uh like <laughs> creepy scary movies out in the 1980s um <laughs> look at you Titanic panic like I'm hearing all this shit from you guys. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man! <laughs> like I'm fact checking all this shit right now. Yep. Holy yep. shit! I'm pretty. I, I, I got. Or you just know these facts, huh? I just know. I just know. I just know. Them. I know a little bit of something about everything. Yeah. I know. I'm the. I'm the I don't, yeah. I'm. I'm a jack of all trades. It's just master of no. my resume. Yeah. It was saying Christian haunted house. Yep. Oh, Satanic panic in the 1980s. Like people start freaking out, especially because um, a lot of people were drugging candy. Um, a lot of people just like assumed that. Sorry, you know, I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm looking at Jr.'s face right now. His mind is still so very. I feel yeah, so validated. It wasn't called haunted house. It was a judgment house. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. what? And yeah. that's where it came from, though. Right? Yes, sir. And I guess to kind of a little bonus feature um, for those of you who are wondering who invented, in the spirit of Halloween, who invented <laughs> uh, candy corn. It was actually the guy who invented Jelly Belly. The what? Jelly Belly guy invented the candy corn that we all love to mm-hmm. hate. Smack that dude. Yeah. Oh, um, I candy corn. I, I don't go out of my way to buy it, but if it's on a table, like I'll have a few pieces. It's wax. Disgusting. It's wax with sugar. So it's Twizzlers. But that's that's another story. Yeah. That's another story, y'all. But uh going yeah, going back to monsters, how society teaches yeah. us how to be afraid of certain things. Um, what are some other things do you think that society and the world perpetuates us and tells us to fear. Oh man, this is getting so deep. <laughs> fear. You know, what, what were you told to fear as a young girl and as a young man growing up? Hey, you know, as a young girl, you need to know be careful because um, you get eaten by da da da. Traveling, <laughs> men, cars, <laughs> uh, anything that really could like hurt me. Is what my father would tell me to be fearful of. So <laughs> I'm like, ride my bicycle, like, watch out for cars. Everyone wants to, you know, kill you. Uh, don't, like, don't go somewhere by yourself. Make sure your doors are locked. Um, pretty much all men probably want to kill you, or, you know, what I mean, like, 
I mean, it's he didn't say that specifically, but uh, he's not been wrong for most of my life. I've been pretty safe. <laughs> Wait a second. So you're telling me you had a bicycle growing up? I did when probably like when I was about. I don't think I learned how to ride my bike till I was maybe twelve or thirteen. Are you afraid to ride your bicycle in your neighborhood? No, and I lived in like a suburb, but I think my dad was just really afraid if I rode my bike that I wouldn't pay attention where I was going. Um, even now, though, like he instilled such fear of just being a pedestrian that when I cross the street, and Jr., you might have seen me do this, but like when I cross the street. I will run across it even if there are no cars coming. Like I'll do a quick little jog. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like because some people will just go real slow and like I got time. Yeah. See, no, I'm like nope. Gotta go. What if a car comes out of nowhere? Get like especially if it's a major road. Dang. I'll just walk leisurely across. I'm like get your ass across here. What if someone? Because it's jaywalking. Other than jaywalking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, there, I guess, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of differences between men and women, what we grow up, not to fear, but to be conscious of, because it could be fearful. And JR, your rebuttal, what were you told to be afraid of growing up, or what are you being told today to be afraid of, you know, other than cops, but, you know. <laughs> it's always to be afraid of cops. Like, yo, even back then, it was to be mindful of how you speak to a cop like at any moment like anything can happen and it was weird like my parents would tell me like you have to really pay attention to what you say or where you're at or the scariest thing is like like you said you got lost in ikea just imagine getting like your child and your mom says if you walk away you might you might be taken i think that was the scariest thing for me like i always had to be close to my mother so, like, I always felt as though, like, any moment somebody can snatch me up. But, like, yeah. now these days, what am I scared of? Mm-hmm. Like, what is being told to be scared of? It's like, oof. I don't even Nicole, know. I... Like, well, like, for you, it, um, I would say be scared of DR. Uh, <laughs> like, right. one thing. But, like, other than that, I would just say... Nothing in particular, you know, nothing. Maybe you're not afraid to, I, I don't know, like uh, park your car um, at a meter for, I don't know, I, I don't know, like park in front of a fire hydrant or you're afraid to drive over a bridge or. Oh, I would never park my heels like, like shit like that. Like I would never park, you never park your car. Like if you're going to go somewhere, never quickly park your car at like. A parking lot like a shop right or something like that i was always told you get your car towed i'm not guaranteed yeah. like somebody's watching you're sitting out there like yo this motherfucker didn't go in shop right he went to the wall right let's tow his ass i was always that shit is scary to me like you walk outside and your car is gone what the fuck do you do mm. What about the stuff that's going on in the news with all the bacteria and germs you can get these days and so forth? Are you, you know, are you affected by the E. coli outbreak or there's always mad cow disease or... You know what's uh, crazy? It's like, I think it's because I don't look at that stuff so much. It doesn't bother me so much. And so you bring it up. Now I'm going to do fucking research and you're gonna, <laughs> well, um, I'm going to watch everything I eat. Oh, 
here's one thing that really fucking bothered me. I'm a, and I'm fucking scared, and I think I, I don't want to eat at like diners. I've been watching um, Bar Rescue. Yes, Bar Rescue. Yes, and just to see how they're serving the drinks, and there's like gunk of shit mm-hmm. inside of there. So now you're talking about germs. Now that's on my fucking mind. Mm. That, yeah, just so think about it. How dirty things are. Like I think you know what that's scary as shit to me. Mm. My mom the other day it was like, "Do you think this place is clean?" Ooh. And I was like, "I just I try not to think about it." Like after eating in a mall in New Jersey so often when I work there, I just try not to think about how the food was being made. Shrugs. Um, and I touch so many things daily that other people have touched. If I'm going to get something, it's insane. I, I feel like my immune system, if anything, is heightened. So mm-hmm. I'm sure. No, man. After the shit I saw on there, I was like, I'm, I'm completely mortified of how dirty certain certain places are. And like now I'm worried about when they're serving the drink, are they taking it from that, that little machine? And did they ever clean out that filter? Like, no, I'm not thinking about drinking beer. I'd rather just have hard liquor because if they're going to serve it from that tap, they have a clean off that tap that mm. to there. Like, are there fruit flies? Like, the guy was explaining there's like fruit flies that are dead in there, plus their shit, like, literally their shit in there. Have you ever drink a mixed drink at like a house party? Or the jungle juice? Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, nah. I and left that alone. That. Nah. Uh-huh. Yeah, what like, in there? Put in a trash can, <laughs> or maybe put his hands before he made you your drink in that bucket <laughs> of ice that was probably in the grossest you've ever seen. I'm just saying, you could really relate everything to being nasty. So mm. I just try not to think about it. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what it was. Like, how many things have I touched or licked or who knows where shit mm. is been? walking around licking? What? <laughs> just mm. what? Like, like eating or you know like are you <laughs> or licking yeah or licking yeah oh man you mind your own business <laughs> no but I mean since we're just kind of talking about you know since we kind of have a better understanding of why we are afraid of what we're afraid of how do we overcome these fears how does one overcome their fear whether it's the fear of death whether it's the fear of because once again, you know, fear of heights, that's a fear of death. Like, I'm a, I have a fear of heights. You know, says the guy who just got off an airplane. But I fear heights not because I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of the end result, which equals death. So essentially, how, do you, how does one overcome the fear of death? What is, can someone... I think what you do, what you did when you jumped, when you cave dive. Yeah, that's scary to, as fuck. To, to think out of the norm, we push ourselves to like get over that fear but we have to be there we have to be in that position where it's like you know what like you probably was there you signed up for it you had that fear in you you got there you probably thought about not like backing out and shit but you did did it because you know what i think what it was it's like i'm there i'm here and i want to live my best life and i want to push myself to enjoy these things that i'm probably missing out on so i think at the end of the day the only way we'll be able to get over it is if we push ourselves to put ourselves in these positions that obviously is going to make us feel uncomfortable. Like I'm in this, like on this podcast, because like I was like, I would love to do it, 
But then I, I was like, I need to be put in this position because I was scared that how I would mm. sound. So mm. I, I appreciate that you gave me this chance. But at the end of the day, pun intended. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I sat here and I was like, yo, like other people going to hear this. People might think this or people might think that of me. But I'm like, fuck it. Like you have to, if you want to do something, just do it. Just Right. You have to be in that position to put yourself in to do it. Like I, I feel as well. Like I want to jump out of a plane. I want to feel that fear. Nice. I want to nice. do that. The only way I'm going to do it is if I literally spend the money online and sign up. Like I'm going to do this, and then I'm there. So we have to yeah. put ourselves in these positions. The thing is, are we strong enough to push ourselves in that position? Like uh, it, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I um, I try to make it into something funny (laughs) or make something that I would connect to. So because I hate bees, uh, I made uh, when I was in college, I made my graphic design company called Oh Foolish Bee. Hmm. That's fine. So it started as, you know, a handle online. I don't know if it was for instant messenger or what it was for. Um, but I think it was, I think it was for aim and I love aim throwback. Cause I, yeah, well I still used aim at the beginning of college. That was like 2007. So Mm. that was before Facebook got super popular and anyone had the actual smartphone. Um, but, uh, I used that cause I thought it was funny. And then I made it my design company. Um, sometimes I just buy like cute bee earrings or something that has like a little bee necklace or something on it. Mm. Um, so that it's it's almost like an oxymoron. <laughs> it's, mm. it's, it's not something you would think I would like because it's bees. But it, I try to find them cute. So hopefully in real life, I don't have a panic attack when I see one. That's uh, I'm still trying to get over it, but no. I'm not I'm not gonna be I mean, at least no, for you, like let's say with be. heights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um for you for heights you can I don't know, you can slowly jump out of a plane or dive off of a diving board. Bees, I'm not just gonna walk to a beehive. Yeah. At least someone uh, invited me to go to a apple orchard this last fall. Mm. And I don't know if you've ever been to an apple orchard uh, mm. in I've the been fall. To an apple store, but I haven't been to an apple orchard. <laughs> well, uh, they make apple cider, which is extremely sugary, That's which awesome. means in September, there are six million bees flying around. No one tells you that either mm. by the way uh you go to an apple orchard and there are just the most bees <laughs> everywhere mm. so i said i was gonna decline and that sounds so fun i want to go have donuts and apple cider but then i would just be spazzing out for half an hour so i'll stick mm. to pumpkin patches that's fine that's funny pumpkin yeah. patches I don't do that either. I'm single, so oh, can't no. just go meandering around. You can get yourself like a, a bee suit. I'm looking on Amazon. Uh, no, thank you. And then you can go to the not at all the app on drink all the apple cider you want. You'll probably need mm-hmm. a straw, but a bee suit. And then return that shit within like 14 days. You'll be good. You come yeah. with me. I'm, yeah, yeah. You just return the suit. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it looks pretty good. It looks legit to me. If it's on Amazon Prime, it's fucking legit. Yeah. Yeah, says everyone. <laughs> it's funny. Like the guy, the girl who tried to sell her virginity. That was on eBay. Yeah. That was on eBay, yeah. At Craigslist, who knows? That's sad. But um that's that's weird. But uh, what kind of what kind of person Amazon Prime's like a one day shipping for a B suit? <laughs> The, the type of person who wants to enjoy <laughs> wants to enjoy an apple cider, right? And priorities. Where it's made. People got their priorities straight. Yeah, that's hilarious. So, <laughs> I mean, all together, can you guys say that? You know, throughout time, you know, human beings have the instinct of fear to survive, fear to not go into certain parts of the woods so that would be eaten. So they wouldn't be eaten by bears or bitten by snakes. So do you think altogether fear is a bad thing or a good thing? Because according to Darwin, survival of the fittest, you know, fear was a great thing to help, you know, us go move forward and live. So do you think fear is more of a hindrance? Do you think that fear is a hindrance, but we can kind of no. turn it into like a, a strength? Fear is like pain. Okay. If- uh, I think it's good to have it. Some people don't have it, and it makes their lives more difficult. Um, like there are people out there that don't have pain, and they don't know that uh, when they touch a stove, it hurts, yeah. so their skin might burn. Um, and there are people out there that don't have fear or guilt or anxiety. Um, it's like a sociopath, uh, and. A lot of the times they have to learn their emotions. So I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's helpful for us to know what's fearful, um, to not put ourselves in a dangerous situation or what's, you know, what pain is. But um, I think, I don't think you should let it stop you doing the things that you want to do. There are different levels. Um, you could be fearful and stay at home all day just because you're afraid of going outside or something happened to you and you're letting that take over your just sense of daily living. I don't Mm. think that's good. But a certain amount of it, you kind of have to be aware of your surroundings. Mm. So you need a little bit of fear to not walk off of a bridge or something. Well, I guess to kind of piggyback of what you said before you say something, JR, uh, my first day, um, because I was in the honeymoon suite, we had a jacuzzi at our place and I slipped and busted my ass in that jacuzzi with no water in it and that whole time through my honeymoon and the wedding my tailbone was hurting me but I decided to not let fear win and I decided that for that same night to go back in that tub that busted that hurt my tailbone and you know just enjoy it and I enjoyed it and I kind of like probably made your tailbone feel better uh, no, believe it or not, when I got back in the States, it magically felt better. I don't know why the oh. universe decided to do that. But no, all together, it was just kind of rethinking and rewinding. Like, okay, I'm afraid. But you know what? I jumped in a cave and I could have drowned and died. And I'll tell you guys about that behind the scenes. Yeah, it was there was like no exit. To, it was weird. I almost oh. drowned. Point is, I made it out alive. I'm good. I'm living. One of those ones where it like goes up and under. And it was one of those things where it was just a dark cave, and it was, oh. there was an exit sign and an enter sign. And I thought with the exit sign, maybe they would have some makeshift stairs, but there weren't any stairs. It was like a staircase a few feet up, 
few feet up and I had to like pull myself up on a slippery rock, almost fell backward, hit some kids. Point is, jumped in the cave. It was fun. Good times. But yeah, I didn't let fear rule me. But go ahead, uh, JR. Is fear a bad thing or a good thing? Hindrance? Can we turn that hindrance into a strength? You know. Definitely. We can turn that hindrance into a strength. The reason why is like, if we didn't have that fear, we wouldn't have that 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 thing inside of us to say like I want to do it like it's like somebody telling you don't do this if somebody tells you don't do it it's like I want to do it I need that little fear of somebody telling me I can't do something or I don't or I should be scared of this like I, I push myself to do more just because I should be afraid of it um mm. that 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 little fear that you feel inside that gives you that adrenaline like mm. Like more strength than than you normal have normally you have. Like I was I was mauled by dogs. Oh, so my gosh! When that happened, like I'm not saying I was like going to the gym. I was working out heavy and everything like that. I was able to fight off those dogs, like because I've been hitting the gym hard. No, it was the fear of death mm. that helped me push those dogs off of me and realize I can get away from this. That adrenaline, that fear mm-hmm. that, that was pumping through me was able to get me out of that situation to walk over, walk away or limp away or whatever into an area that I was safe. And then once that was done, I dropped. That fear pushed me to go a little bit farther because guess what? I lost the, the use of my hand because it ripped out my nerve endings in my hand. I lost the mm-hmm. use the use of my legs for quite quite some time and they said I wouldn't be able to use my hand or my legs because it ripped out the nerve endings in the back of my legs both of my legs the fuck because of that fear yeah you can look this up too uh you would have to pull out my full name Jonathan Rodriguez Jersey City dog attack but that was fear that pushed me to get farther. The fear of like, this could be the end of everything. Like to know that, like, this is how it, like how I'm going to, how it's gonna end for me. And I said, no. I said no, because I realized I had to overcome that fear of just like saying, being okay with whatever was happening. And I pushed myself. So it is, it is strength. And it's strength for when we really need it at the end of the day. And you never know that happened either. Like you walk perfectly fine, use your hand perfectly fine, yeah. which is amazing. I can't, I can't roll that good, but <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. It, you looking it up? Oh, I, I yeah. See, <laughs> we see your face. Oh, yeah. What man? Like for me to go through something like that, I can't say like fear is going to hinder me from doing what I have to do. No, fear empowers you to be better. And, that, and that's just you to, to use that 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 as fuel for you. Jesus. So I, at the end of the day, like, use that fear. It's good. Because like Sarah said earlier, like, if you didn't have that fear, we would just walk off fucking bridges. But we mm-hmm. need that fear at certain moments. We need that fear to tell us, nah, this is not a good fucking idea. Or, mm-hmm. hey, I need to get out of this fucking situation. Get the mm-hmm. there's people who probably been in car crashes and stuff like that 
and the reason why they're able to walk away is that adrenaline that fear of like this is how it's going to end no Mm. you're saying no it's not and you turn that fucking switch on and there you go have you ever seen a show called i survived Mm, no no uh it's on lifetime and it's fantastic but it's essentially i survived r kelly and stuff well, <clears throat> R. Kelly, that's that's its whole own thing. Uh, that's the only I survived. I've seen. I didn't know they did more than just R. Kelly. I thought it was just like I survived. That's R. a documentary. Okay. This is like a show. Okay. And each episode has about three to four people, and it's one-on-one interviews with someone that survived uh, getting murdered or someone trying to murder them. They survived like falling off of a rooftop. Um, This one lady was hitchhiking and the hitchhiker was a serial killer, chopped both of her arms off and then pushed her off a cliff. (laughs) And she still survived. Like, and you're sitting there watching her tell this story. Yeah. That's her own person. And it's that's weird. And so exactly. I personally think I'm talking about right there. She said, fuck you. This is not yeah. going down. She says that she's like, I, this isn't it, man. And she climbed her ass back up that mountain <laughs> and she found someone and she got help. Like, it's amazing how people, like you said, in that moment, know that I need your instincts kick in. And even though you're afraid, your instincts will just kink in, kick, kick in to be able to do something and you'll do it because you know you're afraid of death at that point more than afraid of the pain yeah mm. yeah check it out I survived it's fantastic I you'll show. sit there and watch like three episodes I swear no I got a new couch so I got something to check out on my new couch feel like a movie oh, there theater you go. but wow this has been very powerful and very cool once again very insightful and um, I guess the last thing I have to say about fear is is that um, I guess this is 2019 Jesus I'm old you, you uh, 2019? huh Join the oh, sorry, yeah. so like 7 years ago um, I was afraid my biggest fear on top of you know heights and stuff was just going at believe it or not going out of my skin and talking to girls and because I you know went out of my skin and I you know took advantage of that fear and I said you know what fear screw it you're not going to take advantage of me and my emotions I am now married to the love of my life I realized in order to get something I never had I had to do something I never done and that included not letting fear take over if it was for fear if it was if, it, if I was afraid to ask out or even kiss my now wife. The kiss, you know, my now wife. She wouldn't be my wife. I wouldn't be the, living the life that I'm living right now. If it wasn't for me to go to my job after being, you know, my the place that I now work at after being denied for like two or three times and just saying, screw it, I'm interested in working at your company, I wouldn't be working at the company. If it wasn't for JR to kind of, you know, say, you know what, screw it, life is short, let me go ahead and try doing this podcast, he wouldn't have inspired many other people that are listening right now if it wasn't for sarah over here who want to sit and say you know what i want to try something new and different with my life let me try doing some podcasts and i don't know much about it but i'm going to go ahead and 
just take a chance on chance and take a chance on, you know, this new podcast. So about yesterday, you wouldn't be spreading, you know, the, the knowledge that you have to other people. Uh, so I guess I leave you guys with this last message to say that, yes, fear does exist. Fear is, you know, here to stay. Uh, but it's us that have the decision to choose if fear is going to take control of our lives or not. And when it comes to death, I just kind of think of the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song because, you know, life is a tragedy or life can be a comedy. Uh, so before I let you guys go, Sarah, JR, did you guys have anything else you wanted to sound off on? Um, Don't be afraid. Just do what you want to do. No, be afraid. But turn that into fuel. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like I said, don't go walk off bridges. Like, don't be afraid of some things. Like, exactly. the guy in the park lot behind you, like, just be a little afraid. You know what and I mean? We can but be held legally responsible for anything. Wouldn't you know? Be, don't be afraid of talking to that girl because you'd be mad happy. And you know what I mean? And like, don't be afraid to go to your honeymoon in a country that they tell you not to go to because people are dying. Because obviously I'm fine and, you know, I'll eat any and everything. Yeah, but let's find so, out. So you can, the tickets might be cheaper for you to go back again. Facts. And. Yes. For like $20. You know, no, but it's, it's crazy. But no, thank you guys for joining me today it's been a pleasure um until next week we'll talk to you guys thank you for tuning in this is so about yesterday um and remember fear is just fear you can you can overcome it all right good night